Hello and welcome back to Posture Up. I'm Elke. Nice to have you back. And if you're just coming in, nice to have you here. We're going to begin by taking a deep breath and take a deep inhale. Slow, powerful exhale out. Let's take another one just for funsies, probably because I, I kind of probably shocked you a little bit. We went right into it. So we're going to do a deep breath in. Slow exhale out. There we go. Thank you for opening up this episode tuning in i'm here just to to speak i'm i'm i don't have any consistent um flow with my episodes and i'm just gonna share when i'm inspired and recently i experienced the loss of my 13 year old cat who i've had since she was a few weeks old and it just hit me in such a way and and everyone's response to me while I experienced that loss hit me in such a way that I just really felt the need to talk about just the feelings of it I guess and um, you know what tears have meant to me and, and vulnerability so hopefully you follow along and you catch something from it and um, and you know also you can just kind of chill out as I, as I, as I talk to you crying for two years now (laughs) no three I feel like I've just been like in years of crying it's like a season of tears whether it was for happiness or sadness or anger or whatever like I just I feel like I'm just constantly crying and it's not that's not the case I, I I mean naturally my disposition is to be a pretty um happy and positive person but this part of my awakening and my journey has definitely been very much an initiation process that has led me to understand deeper facets of myself and deeper connections to who I am and how I express myself and where I'm holding back or where I'm pushing too much and tears have been a great messenger for me recently just a few days ago two days ago actually my cat my familiar my little protector and shadow uh, passed this physical realm into the next she transitioned and it was very sudden and i don't think i understood how deeply that would cut like i haven't had a lot of loss in my life and you know, losing my grandparents, that's to be expected. So when that happens, like my family and I have a pretty realistic approach and, and, and idea of death in that, like, you know, there are certain steps that happen and certain deaths that are supposed to be expected and anticipated. And so, yes, of course, grieve it and feel it, but don't be so surprised that this is a part of life. But when it's something like 
you know, your, your pet friend who you know can reach a certain age and they don't reach that age. It's such a startling wake up call and such a humbling experience to be like, life is just so delicate and so quick and death is even quicker. And these tears I'm shedding are, are, you know, I should be celebrating the life that she shared with me and, and, but I also have to mourn the loss of the physical presence of something that has been such a part of my daily routine for 13 years. And 13 is a goddess number, so she exited uh, quite with flair and style in that way. She died on a Thursday, so it's Thor's day. And I feel like it's a bit morbid to say died, uh, but you know, it is the word, right? And um, the tears that I expressed for it were, were like, I literally felt like my body just releasing the pressure of like the whole part of taking care of her and trying to see like what is the best option and choices to make for a creature, a living being that cannot express themselves to me. And uh, it's been an interesting experience and, and it also made me just kind of think about what do tears, what do tears mean to me? What is that? What is that that emotion that I'm feeling when I'm expressing tears? And when did I start to really allow it to flow from me? It was just, it's just made me be very reflective and nostalgic. And a few years ago in a relationship that I was in that was very toxic and unhealthy, but exactly what I needed to uncover the parts of me that I didn't know I didn't love. Um, there was a lot of tear shedding then and like more than I had ever been used to. I, I used to tease my mother when I was little with my dad because she would cry at all these movies and shows and it's just like it'd be two seconds in and she's tearing up and we're like, ah, ha, 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 you're laughing. Like, like we're laughing at her and be like, you're crying, you're crying, look at you. I feel like it's my karma <laughs> to experience um being a woman like my mother and crying easily at, at scenes that touch me and, and, you know, feeling strongly about others and, and ideas and thoughts and emotions and not necessarily knowing how to let go gracefully. Um, you know, as you get older, you recognize more and more pieces of yourself that are like your parents because we're just genetic copies of them. And, um, but when you have those moments and dawnings, you're like, oh. And then sometimes you have these moments, you're like, I used to make fun of them for that. And look at what I'm doing. Look at what I'm doing. <laughs> To come back to the tear subject, I mean, and ultimately loss or the idea of loss, like this year has really challenged my idea of control and my idea of what I have control of, how I can control things, how I cannot control things, all of all of those factors. Um, <clears throat> Being a caretaker, I would like to say caretaker and not in a like, like she's a handicapped 
situation, but for my my lovely Luna cat, um, as I was going through the process of trying to help her heal from you know the infection she was fighting before she passed. I was talking to a friend and he was saying, you know, like, you you just do everything all or nothing. There's nothing simple about you in that regard and you've always been that way. And I said, well, you know, this is a living being that I share space with. The deal that I made with her is that she doesn't run away and I take care of her. I make sure that she's safe and she's fed and she's comfortable and that's the deal. She stays and I take care of her. And I'm literally her world. Like she's in my home. She can play in my new backyard that we have that she can go frolic in if she wants. But she's restricted to these walls, to that space and me and whoever I bring into the home space. like. Her world isn't that big. The least I can do to respect this being that has become such a large part of my life and meant so much and taught me so much about loving something else um, deserves that sort of intentional love and care even in the most delicate of moments. And saying that to him, like it's, it's a thought I subconsciously, you know, carried with me. But to say it out loud, I was like, well, that's a powerful statement that I just made, you know? And I, I do feel that way about everything in life. Like if you're sharing space with a friend, if you're sharing space with a family member, with a romantic partner, with, you know, wh- whatever the case may be, with an animal, with a tree even, like understand that living is really, really hard work. It's really hard work. Your body is working for you constantly, even for plants, photosynthesis is happening. Like there are so many things happening automatically to create life here. And it takes so much energy to do that. Our bodies, our spaces take so much energy to keep us alive. Taking care of my cat, and trying to make sure she had hydration and food just so that she had the energy to heal her body was such a stressful experience. And I'm looking at her and I'm telling her, I know you're exhausted and I'm exhausted and I hate this too, but we got to do it. You know, like (laughs) I wish I could explain to you like why I'm doing these things and, and you understand, but I know you can't, you know, and but I have respect for life around me and 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 this loss hit hard and um only made me value my living experience all the more so and uh, also it really showed how much faith I have in, in the beyond because I, I truly do not believe that she is lost she is transitioned um I hear people like, especially over the years in the woke culture, you know, people being woke, you know, all that stuff, using different terminology, being more mindful of their words. And, and that word, I do really, I get it now. Like it's a transition. We're here and then we become the other, you know, we become the ether and death is something that is not spoken about often 
Um, but I'm blessed to be surrounded by people that recognize it as just another step to the next way. And she's just in the next way. And her presence was so powerful and loud that, you know, so many people poured out um, love to me and reached out to me and asked me how I was and asked me how my other cat was and <laughs> my mother and everything. And all of us, you know, experiencing her life and witnessing her amazing personality and her presence being lost physically is it's it's been a profound experience for me in this journey especially because I am now going into a new phase of my life and I know that I can't take everything with me when I go to that next phase but it's only to make space for the new and it's only to create space for for blessings that I need to make room for. And when we lose loved ones like that, it is a moment to reflect and remember that you didn't love them because they were able to be with you 24-7. You loved them because the moments that they were with you, they shared and it was genuine and authentic and valuable and 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 priceless. So I just wanted to, to reflect on that, reflect on the tears I've been shedding for what it feels like years now and, and just show gratitude that each moment gets easier, each bout of tears gets easier to express in front of people. Vulnerability is so interesting. Like, I'm not one that feels comfortable being vulnerable in others, but I accidentally make myself vulnerable in front of others pretty often. Um, and I think that comes from just truly like talking about things that are worthwhile to me and, and opening up in that way and, and what that means. So, you know, I don't feel shame anymore for the tears. I don't feel shame that I cried over a cat. That was my cat. That was my Luna. She was more than a cat. She was a queen. And I don't feel shame anymore for crying and, you know, moments where I felt embarrassed that I cried and things like that. Because, you know what? I feel so grandly. I experience feeling and emotion so grandly sometimes it just it's got to get out in some way you know it's got to fall out I've got to I've got to release it from the body otherwise it could become something harmful to me uh, people that don't express their emotions it can manifest as sickness and I don't want that for my body I don't want that for myself so I will proudly cry in front of everybody when I talk about Luna and what she meant for me and I recognize tears for the messengers they are of like, wow, you're really feeling a lot. You're at your, you know, you're at the top of the bottle here. So we got to pour some out, you know, and, and I'm grateful that, um, I've now really am, learned to embrace those emotions and, and my cat helped me be more affectionate openly with people, which I still struggle with, but you know, we're working on it, I'm working on it and. And there's just so much, there's just so much to be said about all of it. Um, but hopefully this wasn't too morbid a topic or, you know, too kind of like all over the place a subject. I just, 
wanted to share and express. So thank you for sharing and taking your time with me. So now that we've come to the end, you know what time it is. We're going to do our breath work. So take a deep breath in. Slow exhale out. Another deep breath in, welcoming life into your lungs in all the way. Exhaling appreciation. Thank you for sharing your time and your space. And don't forget, posture up.